Welcome to Music Journeys, I'm Mike Foley. A Tribe for Jazz continues its inaugural Columbus International Jazz Series tonight with a performance by Kalia Vandiver at Capital University. The trombonist and composer has been busy this fall touring on her latest release titled Regrowth. And here on Music Journeys, Vandiver shares with us what inspired the songs. She's also been touring as part of the backing band for Harry Styles. She tells us about that experience and takes part in our fun little segment at the end called The Fast Five. Kalia Vandiver, our featured guest on this edition of Music Journeys. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Kalia Vandiver. I'm a trombonist composer based in Brooklyn, New York, and this is my musical journey. the eight-track regrowth release from trombonist and composer Kalia Vandiver, who admits it almost didn't make the album. That's a really fun one to play, and it, in its first form, I didn't really think it could exist as a song. I believe I was just, like, noodling on the piano, and I started playing the melody. And it's, like, I still kind of view it sometimes as an etude. Like, I'll just practice it by myself because it's a little difficult to keep up my stamina when I'm playing the whole melody by myself because normally I like to play it with another horn player and then we pass the melody to each other but sometimes I play it with my quartet and I'm just playing the melody myself the whole time and it's it's a lot without a lot of riffs and I didn't think it could live as a song and then when I brought it to my band one day and I was like oh can we try this out it felt really good playing it with an ensemble and so but it's funny kind of the trajectory of the piece the trajectory of Vandiver's love of the trombone began in a home full of music my family is pretty creatively inclined. My mom used to be a Polynesian dancer, and my dad has always had a love for music, but specifically jazz music since college. Um, so it was always playing around the house. And they started my sister and I on piano at a really young age. But it wasn't until I was eight when I started the trombone. playing a Marcellus family CD and I heard Delphio Marcellus who plays trombone playing a solo.
asked my dad what instrument that was because I was so drawn to the tone. So he said trombone, and I told him immediately, like, that's an instrument that I want to learn. And so we ordered a student trombone, which isn't necessarily smaller than a regular tenor trombone. And since I was eight, I was pretty small, um, and so I couldn't reach the last position when I started playing the instrument, <laughs> uh, which is really funny. So I kind of grew into the instrument, which was sweet. So I was born in Durham, North Carolina, but we moved shortly after I was born to Chicago. I then moved from Chicago to California and spent most of my upbringing in Southern California. And I would say when I arrived in California and started playing trombone and, you know, taking extracurriculars surrounding music, that's when I started to, you know, find a, a love and passion for the music. I was pretty immediately dedicated to playing the trombone, but there were a lot of opportunities in Southern California as a, as a kid in music, and so I feel like that definitely influenced my, my track. And then I went to a performing arts high school, and I feel like that's when I became really serious about music and improvisation specifically. I was studying with this really great tenor saxophonist, Walter Smith III, when I was in high school. Those were some of my earliest improvisation lessons, and we would play a standard and we kind of just pass phrases back and forth. Um, and I really loved that dialogue and that interplay. Around that time is when I decided that I wanted to pursue it seriously, and then you know, I started looking to jazz and music conservatories and ultimately going to Juilliard for college. I would say like my second or third year at Juilliard is when I started composing. I was surrounded by people who were doing it for a living. And so that's when I realized like, oh, this is something that I could take, you know, down a professional route and, you know, make my passion a reality. Vandiver released her debut record in Bloom in 2019. Within Bloom, I recorded it, I believe, a year after I graduated from college. So I was fresh out of school. I had this body of songs that I had written the last couple years, some of which I wrote when I was in school. I wrote a few of those after I graduated. And I was just eager to get music out. Like, I knew that I 
was passionate as a composer and that could be a part of my vision and journey as an artist. And so I didn't really know necessarily what I was doing in terms of releasing music on my own, but I knew that it was something I had to do. I would feel that I'm more confident now, but at the time I was confident in that I had a unique voice, but I was still like a little shaky about what I was doing. And then fast forward to regrowth. feeling you know much more settled in what my sound is and my band as well like we had played together for a while so by the time that we went to the studio it felt really good and felt really comfortable playing with the guys um because I'd been playing with them for years so it was a much easier process and I had like recorded with other people as well uh, before so there was just more of an ease going into recording regrowth and then releasing it I had label help so you know having a label stand by you and believe in your work also really helps so it was just an easier process altogether um and I feel like it really represented this like this new beginning while also recognizing that a lot is going to change even from the moment that we record the album when we put it out and then now that the album's out I feel like I'm in a very different place than I was so kind of recognizing the change but also the constant change in my life Most meaningful songs for Vandiver from Regrowth, more of the good stuff later, inspired by one of the last conversations she had with her grandfather, who struggled with Alzheimer's disease before passing away in 2019. You know, it was very slow and patient, and he was gathering his thoughts and trying to remember details about my life. But it was really, it was really special because I could tell that he was really trying to remember. And I feel like he would often remember things related to my music life specifically. So music always like stuck with him, even when he was losing parts of his memory. But at the end of the conversation, he said more of the good stuff later. And I really like that really stuck with me. So then I wrote that piece and I always feel closer to him when I play that piece. My second favorite would be an unwelcome visit. That's a melody that I wrote. It tends to take different forms every time we play it. 
sometimes I play it with my quartet on the album. Uh, Emmanuel Wilkins, who's an alto saxophonist, he joins us, and you know we have this really great synergy because we went to Juilliard together. So it, like it brings out a different flavor of the song when we play it together. Sometimes I play it solo. So we, we included two different versions of it on the album because I loved both so much, and those were the only two takes that we did in the studio. So we put both of them out. I do feel like jazz is, you know, integral to my music and my journey. Like I study jazz, like that's how I learn how to improvise is studying, you know, the greats of the music. And I do feel like it is jazz, but I don't really like typifying it as jazz. <laughs> you know, I think because it's so easy as musicians to get pigeonholed either through like a genre or like who you play with or the people that you surround yourself with at a certain point you have to categorize something you know especially when you're releasing an album you have to categorize it so I do feel that jazz is a part of my music but in addition to that you know I do feel like a songwriter too I wrote that once I started writing for guitar more. I took up with guitar a couple years ago. I'm not very good, but um, I've always been drawn to the instrument. And before there was guitar in the quartet, it was piano. So the quartet started as piano, bass, drums, myself. I was practicing the guitar and that, you know, the initial line came to my my fingers and I started playing it and repeating it and then just like altering it a little bit um, on the instrument. And so then I recorded myself and that. That's what came first with that song. And I was like, oh, this would be like really fun to try with Lee, who's my guitarist. And then essentially with my drummer, I just like bring in a song and I'm like, what do you, what do you think? Um, and he's like, well, this is a rock, like this sounds like a rock song, so I'm gonna treat it like that. Um, and then my part came last. For Vandiver, music provides a space for expression for those things she has a hard time verbalizing. And I can think about one specific gig in which I was really 
overwhelmed. I was really emotional and angry and wasn't talking about it with my band, but we like played the set and I like it came through in the music <laughs> and we got off stage and they were like, are you cool? And I was like, yeah, it was actually very therapeutic to get it out in the music. And I feel like that's my mode of expression is, you know, playing my instrument and, and specifically on my music because, you know, it came from me. It came from certain experiences in my life and it came from certain moments that I can remember how I was feeling in that moment when I wrote the song. And it's nice to realize like maybe, maybe I'm in a different place now when I'm playing it. Um, or maybe it brings out that emotion when I'm playing it again. And so I feel that I'm, I'm able to convey what's going on, you know, on my instrument and as a band, maybe like it doesn't translate to the audience so much, but if they come up to me and ask like, Oh, well that brought out this for me. Like, I love those conversations because I don't really think in like for me and my band, you know, I, I'll share some stories about the songs, but I like giving the audience the opportunity to experience it, how they want to experience it. Is there a story that stands out from a, a listener that uh, of one of your songs that you can recall that really meant something to you? Yeah. Well, very recently, I think this was like a month ago or something. Um, I was doing this residency um, out in Philly and someone who knows my music fairly well, um, but we just started working together. He came up to me and he was like, I've been listening to In Bloom a lot, so the, the track In Bloom on my first album. And he's like, and it's so sad. He's like, I love how sad it is. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting because I feel like that's one of my more uplifting songs. <laughs> and he's like, no way. He was like, it's so, it's so sad. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad... If you like that element of it, then I want you to view it as sad. <laughs> um, but I was like, wow, that's like, because I do feel like a lot of my songs can sound pretty dark, but in Bloom, I, at least when I perform it, it feels uplifting. Vandiver has been touring on her own, but also as part of the backing band for Harry Styles. I realized last night that we've been out for almost two months, and I wasn't considering that because we were in New York for a while. Because we're doing these residencies, so we're in one city for a while. And in New York, we played um, 15 nights at Madison Square Garden, which was really incredible. Like, living in New York, I got to go home every night, which was pretty wild. It's been a blast. It, it's been a different performance, you know, experience, because I was talking to someone last night, and we were talking about how, you know, to most people, especially friends of mine who have seen the show, they tell me that, like, it, oh, it doesn't seem that demanding on the instrument. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not, like... You know, we have, we play the same songs for the most part every night, but we're performing. Like, you know, we move around on stage. I'm dancing to a certain point. Like, I'm interacting with the audience, and that takes another level of focus um, and attention to what's happening in the room, which is not necessarily, like, my experience when I'm performing with my band, you know. Um, but it's been, it's been a blast. He's an incredible artist. I love all of his songs and also everyone in the band. They're all really incredible artists in their own right. Everyone has their own project. And so it's been wonderful getting to know his band and getting to know their music and spending time with people who, you know, live all around the world, but we can come together and create this like really incredible show together. It's been wonderful for us to get to know Kalia Vandiver, and we learn a little more about her love of music in the Fast Five. Here we go. The first song that you can remember hearing that you loved. The first song that comes to mind is an Earth, Wind & Fire song, um, and that would be September. September. 
I think the horn lines in all of the Earth, Wind, and Fire songs like really had an influence on me as a musician and as a brass musician because you don't always hear brass um, in a lot of like popular music. And so when I heard that song and kind of delved into their music more, I was like, wow, yeah, like brass is really powerful. <laughs> They do have an incredible uh, catalog. That is a great uh, band. Um, okay, how about the song that makes you feel the most nostalgic or you know, sparks memories for you? Yeah, I would say um, there's a specific version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow by this Hawaiian artist, uh, Is Iz. They're like a singer and ukulele artist. I, oh, someday I wish upon a star Wake up with the clouds are far behind Like a lemon drops high above the chimney top, that's where you find me. Oh, over the rainbow. That song makes me nostalgic because my mom's side of the family is um, culturally Hawaiian and we go back to Hawaii all the time. And that song is always playing when I get to Hawaii. It's like now become a Hawaiian anthem. So it always makes me think about my grandparents specifically when I hear that song. That's wonderful. Picking up the pace here. How about your go-to song for dancing or a tune that you hear and you just can't sit still when you hear it? Probably Love on Top by Beyonce. been my one go-to dance song for many years and my sister and I share that so that's always fun <laughs> good uh, kind of along those lines a song that makes you feel like working out or you know kind of motivates you to do something that maybe you don't feel like doing at the time mm, that's a good that's a good question there's this artist uh, named SZA S-Z-A her album Control my man is my man is your man, her that's her man Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday and Friday I just keep him satisfied through the weekend You like nine to five, I'm the weekend Make him lose his mind every weekend You take Wednesday, Thursday I was listening to it a lot this summer because the summer is like when work was really picking up and I was tired a lot of the time. And I remember the specific week where I was just like, I was really going hard with work and I had to get out of bed and I like, I would put it on the speaker to get out of bed. Like it actually, like it made me jumpstart my day when I would put it on. Yeah. She is an artist as well. I mean, I, I'm with you. I have a couple young daughters, and they are SZA fans, and the songs that they've played for me, I, I, I like it. It's yeah, it's great. Like I, I don't know. I feel like that's an album I come back to a lot. Yeah. Good, good. Okay, last one is a song that lifts you up when you're feeling down. 
That's an interesting question. I feel like generally when I'm down, I tend to listen to (laughs) songs that keep me in that state because that's the relationship I have to music. Like I, I like to listen to music that kind of like matches my, like my current emotional state. And so one thing, one song that came to mind in that, like, I feel like it's somber, but also like, it reminds me of my dad specifically is what a wonderful world and Louis Armstrong's version. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful I do feel better when I listen to that, but also at the same time, like I, I can still like, kind of like live in that emotion. <laughs> Kalia, thank you so much for uh, your time today and for your music and sharing the stories behind uh, your latest release. It's been really wonderful. Yeah, it's been great talking to you, Mike. Thanks for having me. That's our show for today. A special programming note that Music Journeys will be moving to Saturday afternoons at 3.30 beginning next week, October 29th. We appreciate your listening and hope you can build this show into your afternoon routine from now on. Again, Music Journeys moving to 3.30 p.m. every Saturday, starting next week right here on WCBE. And a reminder that most of our shows are available as podcasts. Please visit WCBE's podcast experience at WCBE.org. I'm Mike Foley. Talk to you again on the next Music Journey. (laughs) 